Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where we say the journey is the destination. And uh, we hope you're having a great week so far. And um, the past few weeks on the podcast, uh, the past three episodes, we've talked about different ways that we stay connected to our spouse. And uh, that's one of the biggest things that I hear uh, from couples is that we're just not connected. And so uh, over the past few weeks, we've wanted to take some time and talk about how we can stay connected. And we started uh, with friendship, that we need to develop a deep friendship level. That's kind of a foundation uh, for our relationship. And then out of that friendship comes the next way we connect. We develop this deep emotional connection and where we can have heart talk and where we can um, where we can open up and not be ashamed to, to talk to each other and bear our soul and things that we just wouldn't tell anybody else. And then out of that emotional connection flows this physical relationship, this sexual attraction where you physically, you've already shared yourself emotionally, now you're sharing yourself physically. And those things can get out of order, but it's really not good and not healthy for a great relationship when you get that out of order. And so all those things work together to help us connect with our spouse, and they're all encapsulated by something we call trust. Don't you think, Bonnie? Yeah, trust absolutely. So, so well, important. you build your trust through the friendship. You build your trust through uh, the emotional connection, and then um, there's a lot of trust involved in the sexual relationship, and then that feeds back into the friendship. Again, it's kind of almost a cycle if, if you get those all if you have all of those working together, man, you're going to stay connected to your spouse. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay connected. But today we want to wrap up this kind of series we've been doing by talking about something that's basically the deepest connection that we can have with our spouse. You can have all those things and be uh, the other three and be connected. But this is really the thing I feel like that just ties it and binds it all together. Mm. Um, and that's something that that's love. I mean, mm. it goes beyond just the, the friendship and the emotional and the physical, and that's a deep, real, true love. Um, so before we really talk about love, I think we have to figure out what is love because our society has redefined redefined it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's completely, I mean, uh, we were listening to a pastor that we like to um, listen to the sermons, and recently he was talking about how, he was driving through his community, and he saw this billboard, and it just said, love is love. That absolutely makes no sense. Right? <laughs> I mean. Now, I think I know what the people, the authors of the billboard, the people who purchased that billboard wanted to say. I think what they wanted to say was, whoever you love, in whatever way you love, that's love. Mm. And love can be expressed to whomever and however mm. you want to. And, mm. and man, I guess in a... Um, in a secular society, that's a beautiful sentiment. Mm. You know that that it's accepted as something that's just isn't that just wonderful. But when you get down to the to digging into that, that can be a really sick, twisted, demented sentiment. Yeah. Because love isn't just love. Not well, and what if you decide? What if someone decides that they love my husband? 
Yeah. Or that they love my teenage daughter. Right. Or, I mean, there's just crazy stuff. Tell you what, the love for my shotgun would come, <laughs> come to fruition. Right. I mean, well, and I think what they're saying there, too, is love is this feeling of it's I'm following my heart. Yeah. I'm just going with what feels good. And, man, it feels good to love this person. How can it be wrong? And you hear those things, and you're like, man, that is just, that sounds just like something the enemy crafted. I heard some. Uh, I heard on a TV show just last night. Someone said, "Just follow your heart; it'll never let you down." Mm. That is the worst. Is that true? That is the worst advice you oh, can. If I goodness. followed my heart, I would walk right. I would walk right in there and eat that whole chocolate cake. Exactly. That's exactly what exactly. I want. Exactly. Right That's now. right. We. That's following my stomach, but yeah. stomach and the heart—they're right close together there. Yeah, and they—they they can trick you, but. Well, and that's why scripture tells us plainly that we can't follow our hearts. Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things Mm. and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Mm. I mean, our heart at at the core, everybody is born with this nature that is sinful. And unless Christ comes in and eradicates that, that sinfulness in our lives and we stay connected to him daily, we we're drawn back to that. This it's just wicked. Well, the the sin nature that we're born with is what corrupts it. But then Paul, you know, when we're in Christ, we're new creatures. The right. old is gone. We we have the righteousness of Christ. I believe the Scripture lets us know that that nature that we have the nature of Christ. Christ didn't have a sin nature. That's right. However, the Apostle Paul says, "Why do we still sin then?" Because we have something called the flesh. Mm-hmm. And he's not just talking about the skin and bones. There are times when Paul's talking about the flesh being our, 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 our arms, our legs, and you know all that kind of stuff. But he's talking about flesh in the old nature. I yeah. live, and Paul will say this, he says, we live, walk according to your new nature. Don't walk according to the old nature, the old mm-hmm. flesh. It's the way we used to operate before we became a Christian. Yeah. And Christ gave us, he gave us a new nature, but he didn't give us a new mind. And we have to wash that daily in the word. And that is how I overcome this deceitful heart that, that he says is desperately sick. I love the way that that's worded there. Yeah. Just corrupt. Absolutely. So, you know, it's that we can't really truly define love based on what society says love is because it is, I mean, the heart will lead you astray. It really will. So, well, they, 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 they put it in, they encapsulate that love is simply a feeling. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if I don't feel something, then I'm not in love anymore. So I can go in and out of love because it's simply based on the way I feel right now. Yeah. Well, and my emotions that's can a, that's a dangerous way change. I mean, I, I feel something different every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day I can wake up on the wrong side of the bed and just, decide I'm not in love anymore. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that's the heart. So today we're going to be talking and diving into that and finding out what is real love. If we can't trust our hearts and we can't trust what society says, then how, how can we connect on a real love basis? It's now time for seriously funny dad jokes. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell jokes. You're going to laugh. Okay. Colby, are you going to laugh? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the big sale on paddles at the boat store? What? what? It was quite the ordeal. Uh, oars? Get it. Like, oh! <laughs> now I get it. Okay. Sometimes it takes a minute. All right. How, how much does an influencer weigh? 
A what? An influencer. How much does an influencer weigh? How much? An Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. All right, why did the gym close down? Why? It just, it didn't work out. (laughs) 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 Josie just got this smirk like, okay, that was cheesy. (laughs) All right, why did the bike fall over? Uh, because it had no wheels. Mm, good one, though. It was too tired. (laughs) (laughs) Too tired. All right, why are elevator jokes so good? Why? Because they go up and down. Because they get stuck. Uh, No, they work on so many levels. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Hey, Bonnie, how do you know something's a dad joke? How? It'll be apparent. <laughs> so today we're talking about love. That was terrible. We're yeah. we're talking about love and I love dad jokes. But <laughs> to define real love, we've already said we can't we can't just go from our heart. Our heart will lead you astray. Jeremiah tells us it's wicked, it's deceitful, it's sick, it's all those things. And um so we can't go on our feelings. Um, the heart w- wants what the heart wants. And the problem is is every day, every minute my heart might want something different and yeah. I, and I can't. True love as um, as Gary Chapman says, is a choice, mm-hmm. and that's r- real love. And so we need to define real love, Bonnie. And where do we go to find real love? I think we've got to go to the source of love, and that's and that's God. And Scripture says he is love. And so let's look at this passage in 1 John 4, 7 through 11. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another. There's that word. What, is, what does that mean? For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Mm. And there's a lot in that passage. There is a lot. Is that is that verse saying that unless I know God or unless I'm in a relationship with Christ that I can't love someone? Mm. That's a that's a very that's a deep question. Deep question. What are and, your thoughts on that? Well, God is a God of grace. God is mm-hmm. God is a God of love. Um, God offers this world something that we call common grace. Mm -hmm. So when we're in Christ, when we're a Christian, he offers us grace for the forgiveness of sins and the atonement and and to redeem us back to him. But there's something that he offers everyone in the world, and this is called common grace. It's common to everyone, whether you believe in him, Mm -hmm. whether you accept him, whether you believe in some screwed up variation of him. Mm -hmm. He offers you this grace. You can curse the name of God. Mm-hmm. The very people that, that spit on Jesus, he offers this grace to. And what is encompassed in this grace? Well, it's the grace to be able to wake up in the morning and breathe the air that he made. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how good our God is, that someone that curses his name and doesn't even believe in him can breathe his air, yeah. can walk on his earth, can not be struck down every time lightning strikes. Yeah. And can also feel love for someone. Mm-hmm. That so even the most evil person in the world 
has the capacity because of God's common grace to know and to feel love. Mm -hmm. And so can someone who doesn't know God feel love? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you think about, I've heard so many times people talk about, I've heard people say, man, I don't know that I knew what real love was until I looked into the face of my newborn baby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I mean. We had always heard that. We had. And. It, it was interesting because you think about that, and it's like, why do you feel that way about this screaming <laughs> creature that's Looks like selfish, a prune when it comes selfish needy, unable to give you anything in return other than go get my bottle, woman. Go get my, you know, go change my diaper. Go as, do that. As you're sitting here petting this dog. Oh, he, <laughs> oh, he can give love in return. He's, you're He's being not fit. much different. But you, so there you go. That's true. I mean, people yeah. do have that understanding. You can you can feel this emotional connection to this to this person, this baby or this puppy. You can feel emotionally connected, and you you have these feelings inside you, and it's like. God allows us to feel those things, and mm-hmm. he allows us. It's a strong, passionate connection you have to a newborn baby, because, mm-hmm. but it can give you nothing in return. Right. And so that is a feeling of love. That is, is, is that it's a choice that you make to bond yourself to that, that needy little person until they eat you out of house and home when they're in their 20s. <laughs> I and mean, then you love them just in a different way. Yes. Yes. And as aggravated as you can be at those kids, I say that because I'm never aggravated. Never. Out of it. As, as aggravated as you can be at mm-hmm. those kids, mm-hmm. it, it, it could all change in a in a second if yep. yeah. if they said something or if they were injured, if they were hurt, or yep. if they came to you with a need. I mean, it. And even as they as they them. even when they're not giving anything in return, and you feel like they're just taken and not you know emotionally giving you anything you need. I love them mm-hmm. unconditionally. And those little turds. <laughs> so, yes, to answer that question, God is love and He is the source of love. And in His love for us, He allows us to experience that yeah. even when we don't choose Him. Yeah. Even when we don't are not connected to Him, to the source of love, He allows us to experience that. So, here's the cool thing in that verse when you look at that, it says, God is love and it, love comes from God. But it says, this is how God showed us his love. So he showed us how he wants us to love other people. He's like, look, here's what love looks like. So it says what we are asking the question, what is love? Well, God showed it to us. Well, and the thing about it is love comes from God, not because God is loving God for God. Love isn't an an action. It's not a verb for us. Love is a verb. I think there's like an old DC talk song Mm -hmm. about that. If you're over the age of 40 and a Christian, Mm -hmm. you would know what I'm talking about. But I think that um, love comes from God because God is love. It's his essence. It's it's who he is. It's not an action he does. Um, You know, verse seven there, it said, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whatever does not love does not know God, and here's the thing, because God mm-hmm. is love. Mm-hmm. He didn't just show us love. He did, but he it, he showed us love because that's his essence, who he is. It's his yeah. very nature. Yeah. And that, I mean, in fact, when you look at the fruits of the Spirit, what's the very first fruit of the, of the Spirit that, that characterizes who the Spirit of God is? Love. Love, love joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So God's very nature is, is love. Yeah. 
and if we're experiencing to experience what it's like to love that way, you know, experiencing that common grace of love, I think when God allows us to do that, he's giving us this window into, look, you get to experience love. It should draw us to him because he is love. Mm -hmm. It's that one of the ways he is apparent in nature and in the way he's apparent to all mankind, he makes himself visible is by giving us this great capacity to love because it, Mm -hmm. it's who he is. So I, and I think because that's who he is, it's, I mean, you know, listen, when something, when, when you are somebody, it, it's just the way you act, right? Mm-hmm. So in essence, he is love, but because he is love, that's the way he expresses everything yeah. in love. Even when we look at the world and we see how screwed up it is, I, I have no doubt there's going to be a day, if you're in Christ, we're going to step into heaven, and I think we're going to look at everything and go, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I get it, Yeah. right? And so I think we're going to see just how loving God is. But he showed us what love looks like so that we'll know how to love each other. So how did he show us what love looked like? Well, in so many ways. But I think, first of all, it says in that verse, it says that this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. That God, we weren't offering him anything. We weren't loving him first. We weren't, oh, what a sweet little child. No, no, no. We were in sin. We were his enemy, but we had no desire for him, and he still loved us. Mm-hmm. Not that we loved him, but he loved us even when we weren't reciprocating, even when we weren't coming after him. We were just minding our own business, doing life our own way, and just following our own passions and desires that were completely against him, but... He loved us. So when you look at verse 9 and 10 in that passage, it says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent the one and his, his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And then it says, this is love, not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our friends. Our sins. Our, our sins. Sin. Excuse me. Dear friends, since God is so loved us, we ought to love one another. And I mean, if you want to talk about an example, mm-hmm. holy cow, there was nothing we could offer God in return. Nothing. There was nothing we could do. His that, that love that he showed us by sending Jesus wasn't anything he expected us to be able to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't manipulative. It wasn't a, well, okay, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. He knew there wasn't Jack we could do for him. Mm-hmm. But yet, he still sent his son. And man, isn't that a great picture of how we're supposed to live in our marriage? Wow. You know, I know that, I know you're, I'm not, I'm not going to love you based upon what you can do back. Mm. I'm going to love you. And I'm going to, I'm going to give everything. You know, we were, uh, my niece got married last week and, uh, and the pastor said, um, he said, love isn't 50-50. Love is 100%, 100%. And this is what that looks like. It's even when you're not giving a, a hundred, I am. Mm-hmm. Even when you're not loving me back, that's the way God loved us was, man, I offered love anyway. And that's intoxicating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that draws, it, Scripture says it's because of his kindness that we repent. Mm-hmm. Because of his kindness, that leads us back to him. Mm-hmm. And that's his love. Well, it, it wasn't just that it, 
he offered it without us offering anything back, but it was such a proactive kind of love that just, he came after us. He sought us. He pursued us. Even when we weren't looking for him, he was proactive in pursuing us. And in our marriage, it's that I'm going to love you and I'm going to pursue you and I'm going to come after you even when you're not coming after me and pursuing me. And maybe you're pursuing something else more. Maybe you're pursuing a dream. Maybe you're pursuing your work. Maybe whatever. But I'm not quitting. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving up. And that is not the message of the world. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not what the the world says. It's the world is idea of love is, you know, if, if you're not getting anything out of this, then maybe you should just move on. Mm-hmm. If you're not, man, if they're not, you know, treating you this way or whatever, you just need to move on. And that's so anti-true, real love that God showed us in in a way that the world doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I think that's a, it comes back to asking, me asking my, myself, am I pursuing you and am I pursuing God first? Mm-hmm. And then am I pursuing you in that same way? Mm-hmm. You know, right. with this per- pursuit, this proactivity, or am I simply waiting on you to, you know? Well, I think we do first. that very well in the beginning. If you think back into the dating years, I think everybody does that well. There's this pursuit. It's almost this talk about intoxicating. It's like you're you're addicted to that that rush of just chasing that person, mm-hmm. and there's that thrill of the chase, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I think that's why a lot of people in, you know, you hear people in high school or college talk about, man, it's just the, you know, once you've got them, it's just kind of the thrill is gone. We'll go back to week one. It's the dopamine bonding. Yeah. It's the dopamine release. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is an addictive thing. Mm-hmm. But that addiction can happen. That dopamine release can happen 20 years in, 10 years in, yeah. 40 years in. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes, and we were talking about this the other day, that sometimes in marriage, you know, I've always kind of thought that, and I've said before that when, when you come and you're, if you're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. There's a manipulation factor in that, but I think at the root of that, I still want to know that I'm worth being chased Mm -hmm. and pursued. Mm -hmm. So my heart withdraws a little to see, are you still willing to come after me? Mm -hmm. Because at heart, we all have this desire to be desired. Mm -hmm. And so funny, all examples come back to this dog sitting here. So the other day, (laughs) I mean, Colby, sometimes I call the dog Colby and sometimes I call Josie the dog's names, but Charlie has this ball. Mm-hmm. And it is this green tennis ball, and it is so basic. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. a dog toy. It came out of, I don't know, we had a tennis thing of tennis balls. But he has taken up with this ball, it's so much so that you can't replace it no. with another but tennis ball. He knows the difference. He knows the difference. And uh, he loves that ball, and he loves us to throw that ball for him. And if, you ever played with, if you've ever played with a dog throwing a ball, they'll play, they'll play with you sometimes. They'll take the ball and, and kind of – Walk away from you and not let you get it the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's wanting me to get it. Absolutely, he's wanting me to chase after him. He'll hide underneath our coffee table and hide it from me, yeah. wanting me to go after him. And that's a great picture mm-hmm. of of what you're saying. Is that come on, grab this, play with me, mm-hmm. pursue me, yeah, you know, come after me. Yeah, and and I think and once we get married, sometimes we think, ah, oh, it's just too hard. Eh, pursuit's just too hard. I've already got you. You're here. Mm-hmm. You know, so my heart, you know, my heart wants that, but is, am I still willing to do that? And I don't care, you know, in our relationship with God, we might wander, but he con- constantly is coming after us. 
and he's constantly proactive. What else can we take from that passage? Well, I think it's when you don't feel like it, when it's just too hard, mm-hmm. that you see that his love is sacrificial, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. when it was hard. Yeah. Even when we could offer, it wasn't something we could reciprocate. Mm-hmm. It was it was something that he pursued us, and he did so in a loving, sacrificial way. Yeah. That he knew he couldn't get anything out of it yeah. except a relationship with us. I mean, and I guess that's a lot worth a lot to him. Mm. <laughs> I don't feel like a relationship with me is worth that all, all mm. that to him. But it says in verse 10, that second half of verse 10, it says, He loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And, and so what does that word atoning mean? To atone, it means to to make right, mm. to to make up for for the difference. Right. So something we couldn't do to make ourselves right with God, He came and did that for us. He laid yeah. that. He literally laid His life down for us. Mm-hmm. He died for us. Then that's the ultimate sacrifice. And mm-hmm. and I and I do think. And going back to if you're a parent, you do understand this. You do kind of understand this sacrificial thing because when you have a child. Boy, you learn to sacrifice. You learn to sacrifice your time mm-hmm. for for their dreams and their things and their. I mean, you, golly, that during the toddler years, you're giving up. I mean, every physical amount of energy you have to to provide for their every need, and you're laying your life down and 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 you get that. But in marriage, do we still do that? Are we still willing to sacrifice for our for our spouse? I think sometimes I'm much more willing to be sacrificial with my children or my job or my friends or the church. Even we'll sacrifice time for the church sometimes, and mm-hmm. and that's great. But are we willing to be sacrificial and lay our lives down on a daily basis for our spouse? Mm-hmm. And we, it's maybe we can phrase it this way: It is so much easier to just say no to our spouse than it is to say no to everything else. Mm-hmm. Kids' activities, we've talked about that the past past few episodes. One of the greatest barriers to a healthy marriage is life. Yeah. All the life we've tried to stuff in it, right? Yeah. And so it's hard to sacrifice time and, and all of that for our spouse. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, we say this a lot in our, we do a premarital workshop, and we've told you about this before, but we say this a lot that um, if someone walked in this house and broke in this house, I would take a bullet for you in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think about it. I'd Aww, jump in front of it. Thank you. I absolutely would. <laughs> I can't jump very high, but I would, do, <laughs> I, do, I would do my best. But it is so much harder to take a bullet in the daily dying to myself things when I'm just tired or I don't feel like it mm-hmm. or yada, 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 you know. That goes back um, to our flesh. We're mm-hmm. just selfish people by nature, and it's like the big things are obvious. Yeah. I, I would die for you. Mm-hmm. I'd jump in front of a car, a bullet, or whatever. But it, it, one of the hardest things is one of the simplest things. It, when I pull on the handle of the dishwasher mm. and I see that it's clean dishes full, mm. am I more tempted to act like I didn't pull on that yeah. handle and walk away slowly? Mm-hmm. Or and I've timed it before. It 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 literally takes me two and a half minutes to unload the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to 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 take two and a half minutes? To do something. What about... Isn't that weird that I timed it? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> but what about like in the middle of the night when we hear one of the kids crying or sick or something like that? 
um, is that, am I going to get up and go check on that or pretend like I don't hear it? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I can get, is like, do I get up and go and give and sacrifice my sleep so you can have a little more? Mm-hmm. Is this stuff like that that's, that's hard or. Give you the grace to, to, to take care of an aging parent or yeah. a friend or something like that. Yeah. Or give you the night to just. Go out and do your thing without getting jealous. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. You get time. Why do I? Why do you get time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that are hard to be sacrificial on a daily basis. I mean, it goes back to to John uh, 15, verse 13, Mm -hmm. where it says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And and like we said, actually giving your life probably isn't going to be the hard thing. It would be... It would be, it's, it's in the daily dying to myself. And I think yeah. that's one of the greatest things we see in what God has done for us is the sacrificial nature of his love. We'll tie this back to what we've been talking about the last three weeks. Am I willing to sacrifice a hobby that I have so that you and I can work on our friendship together? Am I willing to sacrifice the vulnerability it takes to be able to emotionally connect with you or the time it takes to stay awake for another 30 minutes to have pillow talk to emotionally connect mm-hmm. um, or to to sacrificially when I'm not in the mood to connect physically. Yeah. Um, that all goes back to this is love. Mm-hmm. This is love and marriage of, of being willing to lay down my wants, my desires, my things so that I can invest in you mm-hmm. and keep our, our connection healthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then the last part of that verse, it says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. I think that that God's love empowers us, should empower us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not going to have the strength for any of this. This is all these things we've been talking about takes time, energy, resources, emotions. It takes so much. And I don't have all that to give out of Mm -hmm. myself. I don't. Mm -hmm. But the only way I can in and I have a friend who says, you know, you to make sure that you're connecting with the Lord and, sh- and, and, invest- and doing what you need to do to take care of yourself so you can show up well for others. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to show up well for you out of my own strength mm-hmm. or for my kids or for anybody. It's only through the power of God because he's the source. So let's go back to the original. Let's take all that we've talked about from this passage and go back to the original. What does the world say love is? Mm-hmm. Does all of that, Say, just follow your heart and do what Mm-mm. do what you feel like in the day. Wouldn't that be nice? No. Okay. Okay. So, if I'm daily actively pursuing the heart of God, mm-hmm. Scripture tells me that I can have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. that I have the the righteousness of Christ. If I'm daily actively staying connected to the, the branch in the vine, like Jesus said, abide in me. Mm-hmm. Stay connected to me, and you'll produce all this fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, right. kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, self-control. Okay, then if I'm doing that daily, then I can, that's only when I can follow my heart. Yes. Because God has has so rearranged, your rearranged heart. my heart. <laughs> yeah. But if I can, if I'm not actively pursuing, abiding in an intimate, deep relationship with God, I can't trust a thing my heart says. Right. So at the end of the day, I guess what we're saying, if you truly want to stay connected to your spouse, first you've got to stay connected 
to the source of love and life and righteousness and holiness and peace mm-hmm. and patience and kindness and all those things. Like you said, the fruit of the Spirit is not the fruit of us. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit living and breathing and working through us that allows me to love my spouse in a way that God would have me love you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's real love. Mm-hmm. That's real love. Yep. So as we wrap today, um, we can have a connection with our spouse that can be strong in a friendship that can lead to a deep emotional heart connection that overflows into this this fantastic physical sexual connection um, that's all encapsulated by by trust. But the greatest connection possible is to love each other the way Christ loved us. That's that's that self that self sacrificial love mm-hmm. that doesn't require on a minute to minute basis it's not a bartering system right. this this reciprocation it's a it's a it's a self-sacrificial love and if i love you that way and yeah. you love me that way guess what man that is a that's the healthiest connection we could have absolutely it's self-sacrificial well we hope you guys enjoyed the last few episodes as we've talked about how to connect with your spouse and uh, look if if you see us online Look up The Marriage Adventure on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us and uh, share this podcast with all your married friends. And, uh, man, that would mean a ton. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Oh, we are all alone.